Did we just see another major central bank completely change its tune and do so in the same two-week period as the other one? The other one I'm referring to, of course, is the original one, the Federal Reserve, which on December 1st, Jay Powell said it's premature to talk about rate cuts, and then December 13th said, yeah, we're talking about rate cuts. The second central bank is the Bank of Japan. Now, the Bank of Japan has been building expectations for rate hikes all year, and then in early December was sending some pretty blatant, even aggressive, hawkish signals that may be imminent rate hikes. On December 7th, Governor Weida visited with lawmakers, and it sounded pretty much like they were getting ready for rate hikes. Deputy Governor Himino gave a speech where he said, rate hikes are good. And the markets took it as, okay, this is definitely going to be rate hikes. And then all of a sudden this week, the Bank of Japan says, rate hikes? What are rate hikes? We don't do rate hikes around here. Pouring cold water, all of this that had been building up and building up and building up all year. And in the same two-week period as the Fed's complete U-turn as well. So what has gone on, what the hell is happening that would cause maybe two central banks to go from aggressively hawkish to chickenish and, and do so in such obvious fashion? That's the question we need to examine today. Why Japan? And Japan is an important one. And I think the answer comes to us from the Japanese government bond market. Now, many people don't pay attention to it, but they think it's a dead market. It's only owned by the Bank of Japan. It's, there's nothing there. But time and again, we see corroborated fundamental signals and especially long-term yields. And long-term yields in Japan have been, have been plummeting even more than they have in other places around the world. So I think that's where we have to start here. But before we get into that, I do want to remind you all that Eurodollar University is having a Christmas sale Christmas sale for all of our research subscriptions and our memberships. The research subscriptions are the daily briefing, the deep dive analysis, and the memberships that gives you the why, the what, and the background behind everything. Those are, to, those are together and available in one incredibly low price. Check it out at our website, eurodollar.university. Now, before we get into what may have changed over the last couple of weeks, we do need to back up and see how, what was the background leading up to early December? How did the Bank of Japan create these expectations for rate hikes and then stoke them repeatedly throughout the year? And it goes back to last December with yield curve control. Now, yield curve control is typical central banking, ridiculous, absurd stuff. Basically, they believe low rates are ultra-accommodative and stimulative. Even though nothing ever seems to be accommodated or stimulated, they still call it that anyway, and they still stick with them regardless of how many times it fails. But essentially, the Bank of Japan said, you know, maybe the reason this QE stuff doesn't work is because we don't control the entire yield curve. So we're going to target a particular spot, the 10-year spot on the JGB curve, and we're going to say, we're not going to let that rate move too far up or down. We're going to keep it right where we want it to be. So the entire yield curve is under our control. At least that's the idea. The reality is that JGB yields never really wanted to go uh, very high to begin with. So once again, the Bank of Japan is taking credit for controlling the yield curve. It doesn't actually control. But the idea is the same. Keep low rates Keep rates low, whether at the short end or the long end. And so the, the yield curve control was mechanically, they were going to target a rate of zero for the 10-year, but let it fluctuate in a narrow range above and below zero. And in December of 2022, they widened that range from plus or minus 25 basis points to plus or minus 50. 
And people said, okay, what's going on here? Because if you're thinking about getting to an exit from negative and zero interest rates to positive interest rates, do some rate hikes like all the other central banks around the world were doing at the time, you would want bond yields to be able to respond to that expectation because you're going to be building that expectation. And bond yields are going to be trading on future expectations. And if you don't change the yield curve control range, that means rates are going to want to rise. And as soon as they hit that limit, as a central bank, you're going to be buying a ton of bonds to keep that rate below that limit, assuming that you can. There are all sorts of doubts about that too. But essentially, it seemed to make a lot of sense that the Bank of Japan, as a first step toward rate hikes, would widen yield curve control. That was December of 2022. And then during 2023, consumer prices that had gone up in 2022 for the first time, they kind of stayed up like they had in a lot of places around the world. They were sticky. The Bank of Japan often referred to the potential for consumer price wage spire, all the same stuff you've heard all year. So again, expectation, consumer prices are out of control. Jap Japan's economy seems to be doing much better in the first half than it, had in than it had been in 2022. So there's that as well. The background, at least with regard to Japan, seemed to be moving in that direction. Fast forward to July. July, the Bank of Japan shocks the marketplace, shocks everyone, which I think was the point, when they, when they changed yield curve control yet again. They had put the upper bound at plus or minus 50 basis points. And in July of 2022, the Bank of Japan said, 50 basis points is now our reference rate. We're going to have a hard cap at 1% and 50 basis points is now the reference. So again, markets, participants, economists, observers, everyone said, yep, the Bank of Japan is definitely moving toward a rate hike. Here's what CNBC had to say in July. The Bank of Japan has been dovish for years, but its move to introduce flexibility into its until now strict yield curve control has left economists wondering whether a more substantial change is on the horizon. And they continue to build those expectations in one, one sense because they didn't deny them. They played coy as all central bankers do. They, they, made, they were careful not to make overly aggressive statements and never explicitly state that was their thinking. But they also didn't come out and say, there's absolutely no way that we're going to do this, at least not back then. They kept building these expectations toward rate hikes, adjusting yield curve control, making, making various policy aspects known. At the September meeting, for example, they let it be known in public that they were discussing the factors that they would need to see in order to get to a rate hike situation. So that was another seeming confirmation of moving in that direction. In October, October, they changed yield curve control again. They put 1% as the reference, but now no upper limit. So this was their flexible yield curve control, which seemed to be the next step moving toward a rate hike regime. Let markets, market rates, market yields in the JGB uh, market fluctuate enough to get ready for the maybe impending rate hikes. But then we get to early December. In early December, December 7th, Governor Hueda goes to visit the diet. He, he meets with lawmakers and he just builds that expectation even further. Not only that, he had a very highly publicized, seemingly symbolic visit with Prime Minister Kishida, where he said, well, he didn't say much, but essentially it was the same idea. 
Here's what Bloomberg had to say about the December 7th meetings. Wade had told lawmakers in Parliament that his job was going to get more challenging from the year end, helping fuel speculation of a near-term scrapping of the sub-zero rate. While that comment came in response to questions, his subsequent visit to Prime Minister Kishida's office to discuss his monetary policy stance seemed more like a stage move aimed at delivering a signal. And that's really what this has been the entire year leading up to this. One signal after another, after another, after another, because that's what central bankers do. They create an expectation for something before they actually do that something. And here it was in early December when policymakers in Japan were building up the expectation and not just building it up, but doing it, doing so more blatantly, more explicitly, more aggressively than ever before. And that was punctuated when Deputy Governor Himino gave a speech where he said, you know what? Rate hikes are good. We shouldn't worry about them. We should embrace them. The most explicit signal yet that Bank of Japan officials were moving in that hawkish direction. So it all built up December 7th. We're getting to the point where even policymakers are talking about it. Two lawmakers. And then the meeting happened and nothing. Meeting earlier this week, no rate hike, no, no signal that there's going to be a rate hike at any time in the near future. In fact, Governor Wade has said, uncertainty over the outlook is extremely high. And we have yet to foresee inflation sustainably and stably achieve our, tar our target. As such, it's hard to show now with high degree of certainty how we can even exit. Did the Bank of Japan just completely change its tune and in the space of two weeks and the same two weeks where we saw the Federal Reserve change its tune? Now, I don't want to make too much out of this because we are interpreting signals from central bankers who are notoriously predisposed not to give you too much information. And it may be the case that economists, observers, the media were seeing more aggressive hawkishness than was really ever there. Was the Bank of Japan really getting to the point where it was going to hike rates now in December? Maybe not. But you can't deny that they had not denied the moving, the continuing to build expectations of moving in that direction. It got to the point where markets in December were actually pricing a substantial chance for a rate hike in December. As Bloomberg noted, Traders are rapidly increasing bets that the Bank of Japan will scrap the world's last negative interest rate regime as soon as this month after the central bank's leaders indicated they could be preparing a shift in policy. And that's really the important point here is that it's very clear, the degree may not be, but it's very clear that policymakers were indeed building up these expectations for a rate hike. And then we get to the December rate meeting and they're saying, we had, not only are we not hiking rates, we don't ourselves really have any expectations for them anyway. So again, we're left asking the question, what just happened? And another question, why, if it did indeed happen, changing their tune? And even more important than that, as we've been asking with the Federal Reserve, why now? It's curious, isn't it? The same two weeks as the Fed, the Bank of Japan changes its tune too. So there's a number of reasons why that could be the case, but I think it all begins in the global bond market. While bond yields were rising in August, September, and into October, late October for the JGB market, 
Central bankers could say our outlook for inflation risk, our outlook for our own policies, even higher for longer, or in the case of Japan, an initial rate hike, the markets seem to be embracing them, or at least not fighting against it. So when rates are going up, central bankers could look at that and say, maybe that's confirming our own perspective too. Now, central bankers obviously downplay the signals they get from bond markets because that's what they're that's what they're that's what they need to do. But that's, they do take these signals as, uh, as something to pay attention to. They just don't pay enough attention to them. So it may have been they become, in Japan, more aggressively hawkish as the market isn't fighting against that aggressively hawkish stance. But global bonds have rallied since the middle of October and in Japan since the early part of November. Maybe in the first half of November, central bankers over there in Tokyo said, well, this is just a short run fluctuation. Rates have gone pretty high anyway. So maybe that's something we don't need to, need to put too much stock in. But rates kept going lower and lower. And more than that, they're more aggressively lower in Japan compared to other places around the world. Rates never got that high to begin with again, but they've gone way lower, especially more recently. Maybe the Bank of Japan took a second look at its rhetoric, took a second look at its rate hike expectations and said, now the market isn't so friendly to them. We have to wonder if something has changed that we're going to be seeing in the near term future that is going to threaten our credibility. Because God forbid we hike rates as the economy crumbles. Because in Japan, out of every place around the world, the country has seen more false dawns than anywhere else. They did rate hikes in 2006 and 2007, just in time for the global monetary crisis and the Great Recession. They don't want to get caught into a situation where especially the external environment creates conditions which thwart Japan's plans in the economy as well as their policy plans. And as I mentioned in a recent video, they do understand the euro dollar. They don't talk about it in those terms. They don't talk about it in the same way we do here, but they do consider the fact, as Krugman was saying in 2016, you know what? Japan's policies may not apply because the factors driving Japan's economy, its marketplace, its financial system, all come from the outside. Japan's economy is weak because the global external environment is weak. Japan's monetary policies don't work because deflationary money from the euro dollar system causing disruptive, disruptive behavior in Japan's biggest banks. So they know, and they know the signals, low interest rates that are coming in Japan too, suggesting more and more strongly hey, this is not necessarily the time to be hiking rates in Japan or anywhere, around, anywhere else around the world. Maybe that got to the Fed too. So the question we're really asking isn't really about central banks. It's about why are yields falling? What are they signaling? Well, again, pure easy, simple economic terms, the soft landing scenario in the United States, the recovery and inflation scenario in Japan, more fiction than fact, more hope than real and rational analysis. So the bonds are saying, yeah, the idea that Japan is going to recover into some inflationary situation, 
that probability is going down by the day too because global trade recession, China, which Japan is susceptible to spillovers from there, that's not going well either. Japan has a ton of risks. But what specifically changed over the last couple weeks? That's, that's the hard part here. Was the bond yield drop, the rally in global bonds, enough to dissuade policymakers to say, you know, let's wait a couple more months to see if what we're actually seeing bears out. That, I think, is what, what has happened here. That the global bond rally has really unnerved central bankers to the point where they're thinking, let's back off a bit and see what actually happens. Because something very big is spooking, not just treasuries, not just German buns or French oats or Canadian maples, but also JGBs to this major extent. It was enough in December to get everyone's attention leading up to December. And I do think we've seen a sea change, a, real, a really substantial, even a radical change in behavior, certainly at the Fed, and now maybe the Bank of Japan. Not yet the ECB. They remain reluctantly hawkish. So what the markets are thinking, that's what we need to figure out. And of course, there are any number of potential suspects. China's a big one. And China's a big one that relates to Japan because Jap Japan, Japanese banks, are exposed economically speaking, as well as financially and monetarily, to what's happening in China. And what is happening in China? What is happening around the rest of the world? What are these signals saying? Well, in China specifically, it's the economy that's not responding to government stimulus efforts against stimulus efforts. It's a banking system that is increasingly sending Ill signs of illiquidity. It's, um, it's a External sector, external monetary sector, we still have developers defaulting, missing payments, all sorts of potential problems there, which again, Japan is highly exposed to. And if Japanese government bonds are rallying on, holy crap, this China stuff is starting to become real, that is certainly something the Bank of Japan and its officials are going to consider. Again, they may not, they may not prioritize these signals, but they might say, you know what, we're not really certain we should be raising rates here either, so let's just give it I'll give it some time here. We were building aggressively toward rate hikes when everything seemed to be going our way, but now that things don't seem to be going our way, maybe in a big way, let's back off. I think that's it's Japanese government bond yields, it's global yields, and it's it's a lot of it has to do with irregularities and problems in the Chinese system spilling over everywhere else. And in doing so, let's not forget, in the background of, at best, questionable economic and financial circumstances everywhere else. Everything that could possibly go wrong is in play here. So yields going down as a potential signal was more than enough to change the tune of, I think, two central banks. Let's see how many more come along for the ride. That Paul Krugman video I just referenced, one I made recently, that's the one linked below me. You should definitely check it out, what he had to say about basically how the euro dollar impacts Japan and therefore what it means everywhere else. As always, I thank you very much for joining me. Christmas sale, check that out at eurodollar.university. And as always, please do take care.